Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's session of Selling the Couch. I hope that you're doing well and uh, having an awesome day. So today's podcast is a conversation slash coaching call with Dr. Elizabeth Pinella. Uh, Elizabeth is, or Ellie, is a licensed psychologist down in Florida and who particularly works with families of anxious kiddos. And Ellie is in our online course mastermind. And so I've gotten to know her over the past year. And, you know, we've had multiple conversations on uh, various different things. But one of the things that we've talked about is this tension that we feel with social media, right? As as you make that transition, right? And even in private practice, right? There's a lot of wisdom in being online and on social media because that's where people are hanging out, right? And creating content around that. But whether it's personality or whether like we as clinicians sort of understand the dangers of social media, like the the dopamine hits, the sort of addictive, you know, potential of it, all of that stuff, it's a tension that we're talking about today, right? How do you be on social media if you actually don't really like social media? It's something that I've struggled with with STC. I mentioned this on the conversation, but you know, I'm kind of glad I started in podcasting because the thing with podcasting is you pre-record everything and then you release it and you don't explicitly have to be there. And, you know, when it does release, which is like super beneficial, but I also recently started writing on LinkedIn, uh, doing a little experiment, and I've really, I've liked writing on LinkedIn and sharing sort of my knowledge as, you know, making this transition from psychologist to online course creator. And yet there's a weird tension that I've been feeling on it of like, uh, you know, at, at times, I don't know, I, I think part of it's just a season of life, but like, you know, I'm recording this in in late January, but I do notice like I'm in, since I've gotten on LinkedIn, I feel like a little bit more anxious and a little bit more not myself. Now, granted, I think there are other life stuff and business stuff going on. We're in the middle of a launch. I think all of these are all connected, but it's just making me kind of think about how to show up on LinkedIn and how to show up on all these different platforms. So that's what we're talking about uh, today. And basically we're going to chat about, you know, some of the really practical things to do that you know, I've been implementing to guard your time on social media, to be really intentional about it, but also to kind of create content so that you're not having to be there uh, in order to show up on on social media. 
are like you're you're not feeling that pressure to show up when you know when and you can just show up when you want to. So we'll get right to today's podcast conversation. Here's my conversation with Dr. Elizabeth Pinella from elizabethpinella.com. Hey, it's Melvin. Before we jump into today's podcast session, just wanted to take a moment to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to listen to this podcast and taking the time out of your day to listen. You know, when I launched this podcast back in 2015, it was done with a lot of fear and a lot of uncertainty. And I just never realized the impact that it would have on so many. And uh, for that, I'm just so humbled and so grateful. If you do find the podcast helpful, if you could do a small favor for me, which is to subscribe to the Selling the Couch podcast, the best way to do that is to go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash listen and subscribe on your favorite channel and on your favorite device. Practically, this allows the podcast to be able to reach more people, uh, for us to increase our download numbers, which also helps us to land bigger guests so that we can serve you through these guest interviews. Have a wonderful day, and I hope that you enjoy today's session. Hey, Ellie, welcome to Selling the Couch. Hey, Melvin. It's one, first of all, it's been wonderful to get to know you uh, over the past year as part of our mastermind. Uh, I mean, you're one of the most kind and sincere people that I've just generally met. And uh, yeah, and, you know, it's been amazing to see you like really come into your own and, uh, and, and see your giftings, you know, despite like life and all so many things happening, right? And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm like super grateful for this conversation. I know we're going to have a good conversation on a topic that you and I have a mutual love hate with. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank so you I'm so excited. much. Alan. Yeah, you're so welcome. I okay, so maybe we'll start here, right? Well, I just want to real quick just say yeah. thank you so much for those kind words because I've like the mastermind community has just been like amazing. Like I just feel like that uh has really truly impacted everything in terms of this online course building. Like I just, yeah, it's been so awesome to get to know everyone in there and just have a place to talk about things like what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's the stuff, you know. I think you and I are, are like have been licensed around like the same time. So this is like year ten of you know being licensed psychologist. And I will tell you, mm-hmm. when I was in internship and postdoc, you know, I never got the memo like, "Hey, you'd be <laughs> doing building a following on social media," <laughs> like right, right, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I would have thought you know maybe my clients are doing this, but there's no way I'm doing that. So it is an right. interesting time, you know. Yes. Um, so we were talking right before I even started recording, and maybe you can sort of I don't know if it's a question, maybe it's sort of a statement, right? Like, tell us like you know where you are with this course creation journey. Well, first of all, tell us the course idea, sure, uh, and then tell us about this like social media tension maybe tension not the right word whatever the word is right like. <laughs> yeah yeah um so my online course is for parents of children who struggle with anxiety um and it's based on the space intervention which was developed by dr ellie lebowitz a psychologist at yale um so it's like an evidence-based protocol that 
via parents, we are helping kiddos just learn to cope with anxiety better. Um, and I'm relying on, on that protocol, but also just infusing a lot of my own clinical experience over the last decade, because really starting in graduate school is when I just took a really keen interest on helping children and families who are struggling with anxiety, OCD, and related issues. That's cool. Um, I feel like most of us, right, when we think about like getting specialized training, we're like, you know, I want to do better clinical work. Where did this leap to online courses come from? Like I could, you know, present yeah, this. yeah. So um, I'm a mom of two kiddos and I love to be with them in the afternoons because they're in school most of the day. But what I was finding was like, I was, I have limited afternoon spots in, in my private practice and I wanted to still be able to help families. And so I've found myself doing a lot more parent work in private practice, which, you know, I can see parents at any time. It doesn't have to be in the afternoon. I mean, obviously they have their own limits in their schedule. And so I just felt like I wanted to serve continue to focus on serving parents. Um, and I found that parents often just kind of feel alone in this process. They feel like nobody gets it. And so I thought doing it in a group format, I can kind of get some of this information out to more people. Parents can, you know, kind of see each other on their journey and I can do groups, you know, at different times that accommodate to, you know, more of a parent friendly rather than after school type uh, yeah. schedules. Yeah, so it kind of came from there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love, I mean, I think for most of us, right, as clinicians, right, like launching courses is not about sitting on some like beach 24-7, right? Like, practically, I don't know how I actually do that, but um, uh, it's about like, you know, designing it around like our life, right? And um, so it sounds like it's, there's a, there's, it's a cohort-based course, right? And is yeah. there plans to do like a traditional digital course as well? Yeah, so I'm going to kind of just see how it evolves. So my first cohort will uh, be in April of this year. And um, it's going to be an eight week live cohort. First time I intend to keep it just really small so that I can, you know, just kind of get my bearings in this format of like doing it via Zoom, doing it in a group format, because I've been doing it like mostly in person, some some telehealth, uh, you know, but one on one. And then taking the summer probably mostly off to like from the course um, and then doing a second iteration of it in August. And yeah, but it, I could see this evolving into like, you know, where some things are going to be more like pre-recorded video rather than learning everything live. So yeah, kind of not totally sure how it's going to evolve over time, but trusting the process that I'll, I'll kind of figure it out as I go. Yeah. I mean, I think that mindset is, is the right one because I mean, I'll tell you, like, I had one vision of how all of this would evolve for me, right? And I, in seven, and we're, you know, going to be eight years in, and man, like, what I thought eight years ago is so different than what it is now. And so I like that idea of just being flexible, taking it one step at a time. You and I have talked privately about this with this question or this thing that we're going to be talking about, which is our sort of mutual love-hate with social media, I feel like probably every therapist out there, <laughs> uh, most therapists at least, you know, sort of have this tension, right? And so tell us a little bit about that. And then we can definitely like 
workshop and and you know sure. things think through things. Yeah. So pre-online course building, I just wasn't really on social media much. I mean, I had a, accounts for different things, but I just I certainly wasn't posting for many years and would just kind of go on occasionally to, you know, see what some friends were up to and things, but that was the extent of it. And as I got more into the online course building world, I realized that it's actually important for me to be on there professionally. It's, you know, just to, to start to kind of, this sounds like, I feel like it already sounds salesy, but get my name out there. Like, but I, I need people to know me and to know what I have to offer if I ever expect them to walk into my course. Um, and so that realization, like I totally get it on a business and kind of entrepreneur level, like why it's important. But personally, I still feel like, oh, I don't, I don't like that feeling of just like all eyes on this post, like anybody can see this and feeling like I need to be on there to check what's going on, to reply to comments, to comment on other people's things. It feels for some reason, I just have this initial like reaction that makes it feel more like a task, like an obligation. And, you know, I just, but I've got to do it. I've got to do it if I want to, I, I feel like I, on that side, I, again, professionally, I get it why it's important, but yeah, there's that kind of push pull. Yeah. No, listen, I, I told you this before we were started recording, but this is a tension that I constantly have, you know, it's kind of one of the reasons I like podcasting is because I can just record these and then just release them. And I don't have to like explicitly be there, like commenting and all of these things. Cause I don't know. I don't know if it's a energy thing. I don't know if it's, you know, I'm an introvert. Like, I don't know if it's an introvert thing, like, but I just, you and I both started, you know, around the same time writing on LinkedIn more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my energy is different on LinkedIn. Like I like, it i like the meaning mm-hmm. i like the connections that i'm forming mm-hmm. um but it has felt on some level like a task mm-hmm. and and i've noticed like particularly i think you're saying this uh but like i don't want to put words in your mouth but like i've noticed uh an anxiety there mm-hmm. that i hadn't felt when yeah. I was just doing podcasting and even, you know, even I had the Facebook group, but there was maybe that was there in the early days, but it didn't feel like that. Cause it didn't feel this pressure to like respond right then kind of thing. Yeah. But I yeah, feel, that sure. with, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. Like, like walk us through that. Like what you're going through. Cause I feel like you and I are probably very similar and I feel like folks that are listening is very similar, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the places where, I've dabbled. Let's see. I, I I started on Twitter and then I kind of lost steam there pretty quick. <laughs> um, I just felt like I wasn't getting much traction. It wasn't, I don't know. I just, I switched gears and then I went over to Instagram, which is where I've been showing up more consistently, um, you know, because my course is for parents of anxious kiddos. I kind of felt like Instagram was a place where I'd find more of interfacing with people who might be interested in, you know, in what I've got to offer. Um, And then, you know, based on your feedback, I decided to get more active on LinkedIn, which I've been hmm, semi-consistent with over the last maybe two months or so. 
And I think I, I hear what you're saying about LinkedIn, about it being a place where it doesn't feel like you've got to be there all the time, like you've got to respond very quickly. I mean, certainly some people are doing that, but I don't feel that pressure. And also, though, on LinkedIn, it's like where all of my professional colleagues are, like, you know, other psychologists, people I went to grad school with, and, you know, just people I've met at different professional networking events. And, you know, as you know, Melvin, like, most of these people are not creating online courses. <laughs> and so there's a little bit of that tension of like, okay, I'm not like I'm every single post is about my online course, right? I'm posting things that are related to like tips for helping your child with anxiety and things like that. But I do kind of feel a little bit like, oh, like, what are, you know, I don't like that idea of like, what are they going to think that what am I doing? And I'm like, I'm doing coaching and not, you know, it's not therapy, which I mean, still maintain my private practice, but right, my online coaching stuff is going to be different. Um, So there's that that shows up for me when I'm linked on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, and then on Instagram, it's just more of like, I think that feeling that pressure of like, oh, I've got to be there. I've got to, you know, I have to show up every single day and like try to comment on people's things and like respond if anybody's commented on my stuff. And then I also just feel like Instagram, like, you know, there's the reels and the stories and the adding sound and then the, you know, the trending audios. And I just, I'm like, I, this is beyond my level of tech savviness. And it, you know, I just see like, you know, I have a younger cousin who's like in her mid twenties and she's just like, boom, like she just puts these things together so quickly. Sometimes it's like her own like personal life stuff, but it's like catchy. And that's what works on LinkedIn. It's like, you know, a little video with like a trending audio and, you know, and you put it as a reel, but like, to me, like to create that, it like takes a lot of time and thought. And I just don't know how to navigate that stuff. Hey there. I hope that you're enjoying today's podcast session. So I've, you know, jumped back into private practice and I decided to go the private pay route. And one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is how do I tap into outer network benefits for clients that might want to use it? Now, the common sort of perspective or tip that a lot of folks say is just to provide a super bill for clients. But the reality is, I feel like most clients aren't going to go take a super bill and then call the insurance company and then deal with that whole mess of trying to communicate with the insurance companies and waiting on reimbursement and all of that kind of stuff, right? And then at some point, especially if they're keenly aware of budget and stuff like that, they're like, oh my gosh. I may not be able to afford working with this therapist and all of those kind of things, right? This is where Thryzer comes in. And the really cool thing with Thryzer is that they will actually float the clients for the sessions. So basically, when you sign up for Thryzer, you can automatically submit out-of-network claims for your clients. It's simply done through an app. It literally takes seconds. And Thryzer takes care of all of the insurance stress. So we don't have to deal with it as clinicians. Our clients don't have to deal with it. And clients just pay what they owe for for actual sessions, i.e. like the difference between your rate and the reimbursement rate in order to skip the long insurance wait. All they have to do is pay the standard 3% credit card fee. There is no monthly contracts or fees or anything like that. If you would like to try out Thryzer, you can go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, enter the promo code STC so that your first $2,500 in 
fees are waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer. And Thryzer is spelled T-H-R-I-Z-E-R and enter the promo code S-T-C. Yeah, it's all of these platforms have their own nuances, right? And this is, yeah, I remember when I first started STC, I had this thought of like, because I kept hearing from people that said, you got to be everywhere online, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I took is you literally got to like create different accounts and be everywhere. And (laughs) what I found is I got so anxious and overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and it was just too much. Like, you know, you're switching between like Facebook and LinkedIn and, you know, I was doing Pinterest at one point, right? And so this is like one thing I learned, like I was listening to this video, like I think maybe about a week and a half ago, they were saying, you know, in general, if you think your audience is there, it really doesn't matter the platform. What actually matters more is the consistency and just being on there, like longevity, because most people try to be on too many platforms and they can do it for a season, but it's really hard to sustain like month after month, if not year after year. And so, I don't know. I mean, like one thing I, like this leap to LinkedIn for me has been only after seven years of just doing podcasting, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm still like feeling it out because you know, I told myself I'll do like a three month test of this because I want to see like energetically how it feels because you and I were talking about this. There's this weird dopamine hit thing Mm -hmm. that either if you haven't been on social media or you're doing something like a podcast where you don't have to like explicitly be there when things release, like, I don't like that feeling. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, I don't know. I like. I don't know how else to say. I just don't like it. It makes me feel anxious. It makes me yeah. feel insecure. You know. It makes me feel like I have some like this fear of missing out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what is it like for you? Yeah. So it's interesting. I don't know why. Like the platforms. Yeah. I mean, I guess the way they're designed, but they elicit different things for me. So, like on Instagram, when I post something, I'm like, you know, kind of just feel like I'm checking it more frequently, like see what comments or yeah, just how it's going. Whereas in LinkedIn, I do feel like I can kind of leave it more. I don't, maybe that's just me, like where I can just kind of check it the next day and comment on back to anything that was commented on. But um, yeah. And then I, I I think the other piece, like just emotionally, what comes up, like when I go back on to check, right, like the algorithm, it will show you other things that are you know, that have done well. And then you see, you know, that, oh, wow, like this other post that was posted, like, just 20 minutes ago has already gotten all this, like, you know, uh, these reactions. And, and here's my little post that I posted like 24 hours ago. And, it, you know, but then I, I'm like, why am I doing that? Why am I comparing myself to, you know, this other account? Like, I just, yeah, that, that, and then, you know, I'm on there from a, you know, kind of professionally to, try to like, you know, engage with the folks that have maybe commented or, and and then I get sidetracked and I'm like scrolling through and I'm like, well, this is not time well spent. Like looking at other, you know, yeah. it just, I get derailed and I, I just don't feel sometimes like I'm kind of managing my time well on social media. 
Hi there, I hope that you're enjoying today's podcast session. Before we get to the rest of this session, just wanted to let you know that we have a weekly email newsletter. It's called the STC Newsletter. I know, super creative, but we've literally been sending it pretty much every week since 2015. It's at this point now trusted by over 2,700 clinicians, and each week we share the latest podcast episode, some of the writing that I'm uh, doing on LinkedIn with regard to my journey as a course creator and making this transition from psychologist in clinical practice to online creator and uh, owner of an online business. And we also included a brand new section called On Mel's Mind, where I break down a blog post or a video or something that's inspiring me to become a better person and a better business owner. If any of that uh, sounds interesting, I would love to have you sign up. You can sign up over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash newsletter. We also have a bunch of different guides that we include. Uh, The current one that we have is an A to Z online course guide. So if you sign up through there, you get that guide absolutely free. It basically takes all of the lessons that I've learned as a course creator since 2015 and um, growing my own online course to over 270 students and over $315,000 in revenue. Just many of the uh, lessons, but more importantly, the epic fails I've learned along the way. Again, it's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash newsletter, and we'll get right back to today's session. Yeah, 100%. I, it's a tension that I have. Would it be helpful to share like some of the things that I'm doing at all? Please. Yeah, that would be really helpful. Um, Okay. So the number one thing I did is I took off all of these apps off my phone and my Mm. tablet Mm -hmm. because I, I tried, like, I remember I was on Instagram for a little bit and LinkedIn too. These darn notifications, they like Mm. trigger you because you're like, you know, yeah. And oh yeah, I'm like militant about notifications on my phone. I don't allow anything to buzz me or anything other yeah. than like phone calls and yeah. texts. But yeah, that that definitely helps. Yeah. So, or, oh yeah. well, yeah, I guess you just went to the extreme. You just said I'm taking them off. I have them on, but I have notifications 100 percent off. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think you're more disciplined than me. I was like, if I see that icon, I'm probably gonna go <laughs> click on it. So I yeah, I so I one took it off. I think the second thing, which Again, I'm like so new to this, so I'm I'm trying to just learn and figure it out because we have friends, right? Like, and that are on like these platforms all the time, right? And I was like, that doesn't feel like everyone has to do their own thing, right? But like yeah. to me, it didn't feel like energetically how I wanted to live. Um, right. And then also practically, like we've got young kids, like there's just other priorities, right? So what I've been experimenting with is just like time blocking. Yeah. So, You're like, so good at that. <laughs> well, I, but it's a challenge, like, but I hear you because I have to be so disciplined with this, but you know, so like LinkedIn, right? Like this is the challenge of these platforms. It's like, as you get on there and you start posting more, there's more engagement. So you start growing, meet more people. And now you got to like, go comment on their stuff. And I'm like, right. like, I can't, <laughs> You know, like, I'll tell you, like, let me just look real quick. I probably have a list of close to 40 to 50 people that have bookmarked that mm-hmm. I either have built relationships with. And right. so I realized, like, okay, a lot of these, like, experts were like, you need to be on Insert X platform for an hour. And I was like, I tried the hour thing. <laughs> I kid you not. 
I walked out of the room one day. Susan looked at me and she was like, what's wrong? I was like, I was on LinkedIn for 60 minutes. I don't want to talk to anybody. And I was like, well, that's not really sustainable. So I cut it in half. Uh-huh. But what I started doing is, so I bookmarked the people that I wanted to like, sort of had commented on my stuff. I felt like it was in alignment, but I started tearing them. So I yeah. have, you know, I said, you know, like one, I have like, people that have like our friends and or have like bigger accounts, right? Mm-hmm. That are sort of aligned. So I have one 30 minute spot where I'm interacting with those six accounts. Okay. And what I said, the other thing in my mind, I said, you know what? I don't want to do the frantic posting because I think that, mm-hmm. you know, someone that struggles with anxiety, like that makes my anxiety worse. So right. I said, you know, how many what's a reasonable amount of time that I want, want to engage with one person? I said, okay, I'll five minutes. Okay. So if I'm only doing 30 minutes a day, then Mel, you got to pick six accounts mm-hmm. right? and that's it. Right. Um, and that's hard because I'm still not there, you know, but yeah. so I just gave myself permission to say like, I'm just going to focus on quality mm-hmm. and, and then, and then, you know, the next 30, like, uh, you know, there's a slot that I have for you guys right, that are in the mastermind mm-hmm. to make sure we, you know, engage. There's, I have a larger one of like, just like, like LinkedIn friends, right? And it it's a larger group. I, there's no way I can go through all of them. So I broke them into like two different days and try to engage yeah. with six or seven. Yeah, that's, I, I've, I've also, you know, we talked a little bit about this in our mastermind, but I, I went ahead and, and booked Mark some, you know, accounts that I think would be helpful for me to just interact with more regularly. But what I find with LinkedIn, and, and maybe I haven't spent enough time searching is like, I'm not finding nearly as many accounts that are like kind of speaking directly to parents that are mm-hmm. kind of focused on that niche kind of, which is, I mean, like, that's a broad thing, right? There's like parents deal with all kinds of issues. And so, um, whereas in Instagram, that feels like really like salient, like it's like they're everywhere accounts that speak to parents. And so an Instagram makes it a lot harder to, uh, kind of bookmark stuff. I don't know. I haven't, I kind of starred some accounts, but then I'm never clear again. This is where the tech savvy part comes Mm -hmm. in where it's like, I probably just need to Google something about, (laughs) find somebody who can teach me like, okay, if I want to prioritize, uh, you know, interacting with these IG accounts, uh, what's the best way to, you know, yeah. kind of bookmark them or. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think you know this, but if not, like anytime I've gone on Instagram, I actually do it through my computer. So mm-hmm. I just go to Instagram.com and then I think you can then bookmark individual pages similar. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know like enough about on the it. phone. I don't know how to do it, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. I'd maybe just kind of and maybe sitting down on my computer rather than like typing something out on the phone somehow that can help me. Like, I feel yeah. like that would help me focus and kind of prioritize. Here's what I'm here to do is like look at these specific accounts. Yeah. Rather yeah, than getting I, lost in the yeah. wherever the algorithm <laughs> wants to take me. Well, I mean, that's the that's the challenge of these platforms, right? Because they want to do that, right? They want to keep you in the platform. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, you know, mindless scrolling through. And mm-hmm. it's it is super challenging. I um yeah, I I haven't done this. I'm like curious about it, uh, because I've seen other people like they'll actually like bring on like a virtual assistant or somebody to like comment on their behalf. Right. Mm-hmm. So they may write out like pre-made templates and I don't know, like I, I don't know how I feel about that yet, but 
I'm yeah. like looking also from an energetic perspective, like, right. you know, like, yeah, is that, I don't know, like a big step for me. And I, I know for a lot of us in our, in the mastermind, it's like, we're taking this step from being in the work to like thinking like CEO. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a part of me, like as a CEO, like, I don't know that I want to be on these platforms like all the time. Like it seems better to delegate that out you know, but I haven't, you know, I haven't, I've seen people like, I can tell when people are kind, not always, but like, I can tell like, you know, when somebody is, has somebody else doing it for them, you know? Right. And what I'm realizing is a lot of these bigger accounts, they're, they're doing that because their time is, I mean, when you have like a couple hundred thousand people following you or a (laughs) million plus, like you just don't have time to, you know? Of course. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Totally. So I don't know. It's just, these are things I'm thinking about. I don't know. It's like an explicit answer, but like that combo of time blocking mm-hmm. also like noticing energy, like six felt good for me. Mm-hmm. I try to do like 12 or 13 in 30 minutes and I was more anxious and overwhelmed. So like really tuning into your own energy levels. Yeah. Um, I think totally. that's a good, good one too. But what are you thinking? Like, I mean, you know, it's a lot of stuff, so. Yeah, I actually wanted to run one more question by you, but these yeah. things have been really helpful just because since we both have young kids yeah. and just thinking about, you know, kind of privacy and stuff, I wondered how you thought about, you know, like, okay, I'm fine with posting like my, like a, a selfie. I've heard you, you made a post recently, I think on LinkedIn about this, about like selfies do well. And I've heard that before. So you know, things that have my own picture, that wasn't always something that I was okay with, but I'm I'm okay with that now. Um, but then when it comes to posting anything like with my family, I've had a little bit more of a, oh, I'm not sure about this. Like yeah. I've tended to just traditionally just been like on the private side with that, where, you know, even at my kid's school, there was always, you know, all the schools nowadays, they have like a Facebook page and I'll just like sign the thing that says, you know, I, I prefer for my kids like yeah. photo to not We do the same thing. We do the exact same thing. Yep. Yeah. And so, and I know a lot of parents have kind of no qualms about this and I just, you know, I don't know if it's like paranoid, but I'm just like, wow, once that's out there, anybody can screenshot that and do whatever they want with it. Even if I one day decide to close my account or take down these posts, like, so that, uh, I don't know. I wondered how you've thought about that. Yeah. It's, because sorry, the the professional side, right? Everyone says like now, you know, people don't want to just know like about your content, about what, you know, just about the tips for anxious kids, but they want to know maybe how I've applied that with my own kids or they're just curious about yeah. like, and so I'm like, okay, professionally, I get why that makes sense to like yeah. kind of engage my audience a bit more. Yeah. But yeah, that tug and pull. Yeah. I don't know that I like, I'm figuring out, you know, as I go, and I don't know that I always even get it right. But like, I think, so like, the things I try to avoid is like, uh, like kind of obvious things. So if we're in a certain location, I won't post like directly, it'll probably Mm -hmm. like, you know, weeks later. Later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one. I haven't posted like pictures of our, you know, our daughter, um, like on LinkedIn, or uh, even on my Facebook wall, like only like the profile picture is the only one, but I haven't actually, mm-hmm. uh, I did make a post on LinkedIn about, you know, I mean, these, you guys are listening to the podcast, you know, this, like our daughter was seven and a half weeks early. So made a recent post on LinkedIn about like why I switched to a four day work week. And it was based on wanting to spend more time with her. 
And so there is a picture from like the NICU that I'm holding her yeah. in the NICU, right? But her face is not there, mm-hmm. right? Which was, that was really an intentional choice. Yeah. Um, I've seen people, there's somebody, there's an account that I follow. Uh, he has like two young girls and he'll always put like a sticker. Mm, on their face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I thought that's a really good way to like show that, you know, family and then but it's right. also I don't know like I am not like I, I will say like I'm not even I'm figuring this out too right like I think about this all the time like you know what happens when she's like 16 and she's like dad why did you post all this <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know and yeah I don't know it's I, I think about like the present and I think about the future I don't know if that makes sense so, mm-hmm. so. yeah Totally, totally. Yeah, I just recently sent out a newsletter post and I decided to, a a newsletter, like an an email to my subscribers. And I included a picture of of Lucas, of my son, who's uh, seven. Um, He was skating and it was all like very related to what I was posted, what I was writing about, which is just about like talking to your kids when they're trying new things and how that can elicit anxiety and, you know, kind of the mindset um, that I try to approach it with. And so, I mean, it felt very relevant and, uh, and that felt different, right? Like I, you know, I don't have this like huge subscriber list and, but it's still out there on the internet somewhere, but somehow that felt more comfortable to me than making a whole like IG post. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, one thing, um, I think that's a good approach. I think another thing that's been helpful for me is like, I'll describe it like the situation, like you just said, right. Mm -hmm. And, and if I include a picture, maybe it's sort of like a behind mm-hmm. picture or something that's like you can't explicitly see, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I also try to be super careful. Like I'll intentionally use like portrait mode to blur out backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm think I'm probably closer to you, like in terms of just being overly cautious with stuff, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway, this is like a to be continued conversation. Yeah, I, I feel like, sure. you know, but. I know we talked about a bunch of stuff, but what's like one thing you'll want to implement and think through um, going forward, you know, as you make that transition and continue to transition to course creator? Yeah, I think that um, one thing I, I want to do is just uh, based on your feedback, really be intentional about the the like time is finite, right? So thinking about what are the accounts that I really want to prioritize engaging with? And, you know, obviously like checking in occasionally about that, like that doesn't need to be a one-time decision and then that's it. But, you know, for now, like who are the the people that are talking about things that are related to what I'm talking about and, you know, um, and making sure to to visit those, like just be more intentional about, about bookmarking those specific places and starting there, like saying I'm going to like engage with these accounts and and blocking off that time to do that. And then, you know maybe doing other things but like just making that more of a priority yeah 100 percent. and then i think like um the thing i was i took away from something you said was like not doing something because everybody else is doing it right like but really tuning in to energy yeah. levels and but yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited for you and uh where can we learn more about you uh about the course uh and all of those things yeah. Um, so because I struggled with the course name, I just went with, I mean, like for the domain name, it's just my name. It's elizabethpanella.com. My last name is spelled a little 
different than when people think it's P-E-N-E-L-A. Um, and um, like I mentioned earlier, the course will kick off in April. So um, it'll be eight weeks and I'm super excited to get it going. And, and then I have my newsletter that, you know, folks can certainly sign up to that just every one or two weeks. I'm sending out these evidence-based tips to help kiddos who are struggling with anxiety. Um, Perfect. So and we can they, find that on the website, right? Yep, absolutely. Perfect. Ellie, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, I'm super grateful for you. And uh, yeah, ex- and grateful that we get to like, do this social media thing <laughs> and figure this out, you know, um, in real time. So appreciate you. Yeah, thanks so much, Melvin. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Hey there, I hope that you enjoyed today's session. Uh, thank you again for taking the time to listen all the way through. If you are a therapist and you're specifically in a season where you're a seasoned therapist and you are wanting to move from clinical to online course income, we actually have a specific mastermind for therapists who are doing this. So this is basically a group of really kind and supportive therapists who are also wildly successful as business owners. And we met, we meet together uh, to build and grow and scale our online courses. You can learn more about that mastermind over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash mastermind, all one word, sellingthecouch.com forward slash mastermind. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's session. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this conversation with Elizabeth, and especially if you've been trying to figure out how to navigate the world of social media and do that and show up in a way that honors your energy, um, and especially not what everybody else is doing. Uh, I hope that today's podcast session has just been really helpful for you. You know, as I shared on this conversation, I'm still trying to figure this out. Um, I'm definitely not an expert, but one thing I do realize is, you know, not being on these platforms like explicitly. Um, we have our Facebook group, but, you know, uh, not like I, I never had felt that sort of pressure to show up there um, like all the time. I think in the early days I did, but, you know, um, I think in the last couple of years, like I've just sort of set aside a time and then I don't really think about it unless something sort of emerging happens but I am um, it's something I think a lot about because I don't as someone that you know as I shared I, like someone who struggles with anxiety I don't want to do anything or be anywhere that makes me feel more triggered and uh yeah it's just things to definitely definitely consider and think about I uh, definitely check out Ellie's course um, especially if you serve parents also of anxious kiddos um, or you are a parent of an anxious kiddo. Um, again, Ellie's course uh, information is over at elizabethpanella.com, elizabethpanella.com. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while, or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business. Just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. 
it's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching. So it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.